Today on the Evangelist Podcast, we're talking about the power of prayer. The Evangelist Podcast from Revival. Find out what's new in telling people the good news about God, the world and you with Andy Brinkley and Glenn Scrivener. And he's got a new gadget. (laughs) Downloaded this app, which has lots of buttons you can press. And uh... no, we've got a a full studio audience who's just loving it, lapping it up. Oh, and what's what's that? (laughs) I got another one here. Okay. Quick, say something. Say something. The Avengers podcast. (laughs) Ah, very good. Oh, Oh. that's a bit loud in the ears. And then, Nasty, isn't it? do we do we have like, like we? I've I've got an app now. It's got like womb noises, and so it's a womb to help the baby no, get I up haven't to sleep. Got, I haven't got a womb noise on here. No, what's wrong with you? A I white wasn't noise. Quite sure that it was uh, no. No, it's really scary, actually. You, you sort of put your baby to sleep, and actually, we've got this thing called you and the sheep that glows red. And um, you, you push one of his different hoofs, and each of the different hoofs does a different, really scary noise. And sometimes it's like, <laughs> and sometimes it's, like, <laughs> and he glows red. And he, I, I don't know, it looks it looks a little weird, but you know, she, she seems yeah, to like baby. it. Yeah. yeah, the baby to sleep. Yeah, it sends the baby to sleep. It's weird. So anyway, what what else have we got to do? But yeah, oh I yeah, do you have another button? No. <laughs> oh. We'll save that one for the for the cracking gag at the end. Yes, if that, that you're going to tell if we've got one. <laughs> yeah, that's down to you. Okay, so Glenn, we've this is our, our seventh in an eight part series on power evangelism. Power evangelism. Yes, and we've come to uh, this one, which is on prayer. Yes. So, but why didn't we have this one right at the beginning, Glenn? Because surely this is uh, you know everything. Starts with prayer. Starts with prayer, and it should. But yeah, you can always feel like that, and and always when prayer becomes one point in many, that's always a point. Like even like wherever you put it in the mm. list, if prayer is just one, like one kind of uh, slot, slot in 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 you know a bigger thing, then mm. you're already in trouble. Um, so I'm not trying to say that prayer is like one thing we do and then we go off and do other things, or we do a whole bunch of other things and then we pray. Mm as the seventh out of eight things. Um, but it is the whole context for it. In in the same way that, you know, we, we could say being a regular member of your local church is absolutely vital in, you know, in evangelism. And in some ways that should go without saying. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it doesn't. And actually there are loads of evangelists who aren't, you know, regular members of local churches. And for them, it needs to be a particular point that's said. Or you could say, you know, um, loving your family is really vital in evangelism. And in one sense, that should go without saying because it's kind of there in the commandments. <laughs> it's got quite a high profile. Yeah. Um, but in, other, in another sense, you know, you might be speaking to a, a particular audience and you realize that actually people are neglecting their families and it's, it's doing great damage to their witness. Mm. In the same way, I think prayer should go without saying. Yeah. But none of us are very good at it, so maybe we just need to remind ourselves. Yes. Yeah. um, When we think of of prayer as a separate thing, you know, it's it's something we need to, or we decide to to give it a go Mm. to try and increase Mm. our effectiveness. Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely not. And, 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 you know, if, if, you know, the message that comes across is, you know, we need to tick off the things in our power evangelism list. We need to, you know... 
believe in the power of ordinary Christian living and the power of church and the power of preaching and the power of words in season, the power of mm. illustrations, the power of stories. Ah, okay, item seven on the list. Let's tick off prayer. <laughs> and once I've done that, I will be seven-eighths effective as, as, mm. a, as an evangelist. Um, it's not like that at all. What, what I really want to talk about really is the there's an organic unity to evangelism and prayer and they just just mm. they just belong together and just as I don't really want to think about evangelism as this detached activity that happens for 2 hours on a Wednesday evening once every other week um it's not this detached activity it's it's the life of being with the missionary god mm. the missionary god calls us to himself and as he calls us to himself he is the ever outgoing god who sends us out as priests to the world. Um, and so my life before God, a life of prayer, is also a life out to the world, a life of evangelism. And so those two things, they should just, they should just organically go together mm. so that talking to people about God just goes naturally hand in hand together with talking to God about people. <laughs> and it's, it's just part of that ongoing life. So I'm not talking about becoming... You know, twenty percent more effective <laughs> if you give an extra five minutes a day yeah. towards praying for unsaved neighbours. I am saying it is the absolutely essential undergirding of your life with God, mm. um, and and if your witness is ever going to be uh, from the overflow of the heart, your mouth speaks, as Matthew twelve thirty four says. Then it's got it's got to go hand in hand with a warm, vibrant prayer life. Um, otherwise, you're just you're just faking it. Yeah. So I I think you know prayer, far from being this item on your list that you tick tick off in order to be more effective, actually prayer is saying I can't tick off the items on my list. Um, I fall short of all the items on my list. Yeah. I'm completely useless at this whole evangelism thing. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Help. <laughs> And so prayer is really engaging in your weakness, which is why, you know, we're thinking about, you know, power evangelism. The, the joke of the whole series is power evangelism looks really weak. Yeah. And prayer really engages in our own weakness and says, God, I can't do it. I can't mm. even get out of bed without you. And I call on your strength, not my own. Mm. So being a prayerful evangelist is actually getting in touch with your weakness, which, as as we'll see as we wrap up the series next week, is, is absolutely vital in evangelism. Being in touch with your weakness is where the strength is found in evangelism. Yeah. And prayer absolutely uh, absolutely helps you to do that. You know, you can't, you can't, you know, if I told you to go away and pray for 20 minutes, you couldn't come back after that 20 minutes and feel great about yourself and your own abilities at praying because it would actually be hard work <laughs> and you'd be getting in touch with being a, a child, a little child before your father and all that kind of thing. If I told you to go and for 20 minutes, you know, Andy, I, I want you to go and speak to non-Christians about Jesus, you know, you might find a little bit of success, you might find no success, but it would be something that you would be doing. It's something that would be in your powers to be able to do. Um, whereas when you're called to pray, you're called to engage in your helplessness, not mm. in your strengths. So that's absolutely vital. Um, a, a praying evangelist is one who feels their weakness very strongly. But a praying evangelist is also someone who is in communion with God, because mm. that's what prayer is. Yeah. 
we forget that. And we sort of uh, sometimes treat prayer as something yeah. Uh, yeah. other yeah. than basically a channel to God, you know, communicating yeah. with God. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we have co- prayer conferences and, mm. you know, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> but you sometimes think, you know, let's just talk to God. Let's just talk Don't to God. Just talk about talking to God. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And even when you go to the prayer conference, which is, can be a good thing to do, you come away thinking, right, well, now I need this regime in which I block out, you know, half an hour mm. in the morning and, and do that. And I have my quiet time as this kind of hum- hermetically sealed bit of my calendar where I do the prayer thing and then you know off you go into the rest of the day it's been very interesting um, having a newborn baby and and routine kind of being out the door really Um, it's uh, as as a friend of mine sort of said to me you sort of get in touch far more with the pray continually thing (laughs) than you do with the quiet time thing and it's interesting pray continually is in the bible the quiet time isn't um, it's a good thing to do. Yeah, or the ni- noisy time. The noisy time. <laughs> you know, Jesus yeah. had noisy times, not quiet times. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or when Andrew Wilson was here, he was good about talking about having happy times. You know, <laughs> like like George Muller would would not enter into the day until he got his soul happy in God. <laughs> um, and maybe it should be more like that. But but it's it's not about this cut off part of my life where mm. I do the prayer thing. And you know. I don't know what people thought of when they clicked on the link that said, you know, prayer and the power of prayer in evangelism. Probably you're thinking, ah, that means, okay, it is effective if you have a list of unsaved loved ones and you make your way through that list every week. Yeah, that yeah. is. That, that's, that's a really good thing to do. Do yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but that's, there's a very good app. Yes. Yes. Prayer Mate. The Prayer Mate app. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Download the Prayer Mate apps and, uh, um, and get in touch with uh, some of Revival's own prayer points. Yeah. Um, on the prayer made app, but it's far more. It's far more than this separate thing. It is like you say. It's life before God, life yeah. in communion with God. Um, and you know, uh, on prayer, I always go to Luke eleven, where you know there is Jesus. He's praying to his Father on a mountaintop, and his disciples see that, and they like what they see. There is the Son communing with his Father, and yeah. they say, "Teach us to pray." And then Jesus teaches them the Lord's prayer. So it's this lovely thing where Jesus is is sort of forever saying, my father, my father, my father, my father. And we look on that and we think, oh, that that's brilliant. And prayer looks fantastic. It doesn't it doesn't look like um, perhaps the the sort of a religious imagery that if you clicked on Google images and prayer, you know, that's what it looks like. What it looks like is the life of God, mm. the spirit flowing between the father and the son, the father, you know, filling his son with joy, the son responding in love and saying, Abba, Father. That's what prayer is. The disciples look at that. They say, we want in on this. And Jesus says, oh, come on in. Mm. I've been always calling God my father. Now call him our father. And what a privilege to sort of come in on the perfect prayer life of Jesus and just spend time with God. That's what I'm talking about, really, in being a prayerful evangelist. Mm. So what kinds of prayer should we be praying as evangelists? I think that's where it begins. It begins with enjoying your communion with God. Mm. It begins with um, spending time with your Father and realizing that before you are an evangelist going out to win the world... Um, you are a child of God before your heavenly Father, wrapped up in the Son, filled with the Spirit. And 
able to commune with God and call him Abba. That's, mm. that's who you are. That's your identity. Um, and if your evangelism doesn't flow out of that, mm. then it'll flow out of uh, a busyness and a coldness and a detachment that won't be very attractive to non-Christians anyway. Mm. So it's, it's got to it's gotta begin with enjoying God. Mm. I often think of uh, David, um, King David, you know, before he was famous, he was mm. on the on the hills there with the sheep, mm. you know, with his harp, and uh, yeah. just sort of enjoying <laughs> yeah. creation and yeah. um, writing his songs on his harp, um, like living a a, a constant communion yes. with God. Yes, which which carried on throughout, you know, his yes. his life, um, even after he became king, you know. Yes, and. Uh, and that's why, like one Samuel, one Samuel thirteen calls him a man after God's own heart. Mm. He's a man after God's own heart, and so, so of course he pictures for us Christ the Messiah, mm. who is the man, the the Son of the Father, who is always after the Father's own heart. And wonder of wonders, we don't just have to be like David, or we don't just have to be like Jesus. By the Spirit, we are adopted into His communion with God, and so mm. and so we just get to enjoy that for free. So that's the first kind of prayer that I'm talking about, mm. uh, enjoying God. But yes, I'm also talking about interceding for our friends. And I'm also talking about not just putting them on your prayer mate app. And do download that. Too. It's, it's a great little uh, tool. Um, but you, know, you can write down your unsaved loved ones that you want to pray for um, day by day and, uh, and swipe through it. But not... not so as to tick things off a list. Mm. But when you're interceding, you're really kind of, you know, Spurgeon used to talk about interceding. And, and, and he, in, the, in the book, The Soul Winner, he, he said, you know, imagine the tone that you would take if your friend was on trial for their life mm. and you were kind of their counselor, you were, you were their barrister, you were their lawyer. Mm. And, and you were like, imagine that. And at, at that point, you're really entering into the plight of your friends mm. and you're really entering into, oh, Father, please, Father, please. You know, and that's kind of intercession, not just, you know, God, please bless Bill, mm. you know. So... Yeah, so a real, I really want to call us to enter into communion with God, but also then as we're praying for our friends, enter into their situation and their plight. And like Jesus, he looks at the crowd and they're harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Mm. You know, do I look on my friends like that and enter into the, oh, gosh, they're lost. They're just mm. lost. They're blind. And say, oh, Father, have mercy. Oh, Father, please open their eyes. Mm. That's the second kind of prayer I want to call us to, communion with God and then intercession for our friends. Uh, but then a third kind of prayer that like, we, we always need in evangelism is just the help in the middle of yeah. you know, your conversation. And just, man, this is all the time just, oh, help, I have no idea what to say. Mm. I have no idea what to say. That's probably, yeah, that's probably the number one thought going through my head in any evangelistic <laughs> encounter. I have no idea what to say. <laughs> God, if you don't give me something, I've got nothing. Yeah. I've got nothing. Um, and again, God answers those prayers, and he gives you things to say, and that's brilliant. But it also, it also helps you to enter into your helplessness in evangelism 
and so that you don't just trot out the pat answer that you always do when somebody you know speaks about the suffering question you always trot out x y and z actually someone's trotting out you know someone's asking suffering question you're going oh help lord i don't know help i don't know you know Mm. at that stage even aside from the ways in which god might answer that prayer you're you're actually entering into the fact that you don't have all the answers. Yeah. You're not the great shepherd. You're more like a sheepdog yeah. um, who's, who's just trying to, who's just a bit of an idiot, really, just trying to yap around the heels of <laughs> some stray sheep and trying to, you know, in some way get them back to the shepherd. But you're entering into that, you know, your stupidity at that stage, which is a good thing. Enter, enter more fully into your stupidity, <laughs> if, that's, if that's the take-home message, I think. Yeah. That, okay, that so, deserves a round of applause, I thought. Oh, oh yeah, uh, hang on. Enter into your stupidity. That's what I say. It's <laughs> very English applause. It's it's golf, like, golf applause. Yeah, cricket. Do you, have, do you have any American applause? Woo! I've got a, uh, <laughs> sorry, that's... <laughs> no. No, that's not very English at all. Um, okay, so types of prayer, enjoying communion with God, mm-hmm. intercession for friends, help, mm. prayers in evangelism. And so what difference does prayer make in our evangelism when you finish your biscuit? Mm, excuse me. <laughs> what prayer is all about is talking to God, talking to God, entering into the Son's communion with the Father by the Spirit. If you are a praying evangelist, then you are someone who is wanting to extend the invitation. So just like in... in Luke 11, Jesus extends the invitation to the disciples and says, why don't you call call him Father? What's our evangelism? It's going out to the world and saying to the world, why don't you call him Father? Come on in on this thing. Um, So it just just orients everything in in the right kind of way. Um, It, hopefully, our heartfelt communion with God overflows with words to the world. Our intercession with God actually makes a difference you know in church on on sunday we had the 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 importunate widow the um the never giving up widow who's just asking for justice um in uh, in luke 18 but there she is like never giving up never giving up never giving up and and you know the unjust judge gives justice because of the importunate widow you know how how much more the loving father who longs to, to increase his family and I, I think if, I think non-Christians can smell on you when when you're just giving a so pat answer. Can smell on you. They can sm- yes. <laughs> let me let me finish the sentence. They, <laughs> Thank you, Father. They uh, they can sense. Hang on. That was not wor- that was <laughs> not worthy of laughter. Honestly, um, they can sense when you are just going right. through the motions. They yeah. can sense when you're just. Saying the thing that you always say, yeah. and I and I think actually a prayerful evangelist has that authenticity and openness to God that then allows you to be uh, someone who is actually more human, mm. um, which is a strange thing. Spending more time with God makes you more human. Yeah. Well, I kind of I guess that shouldn't surprise us if we're spending time with the incarnate Son by the Spirit before the Father. Then we know who we really are, mm. and then. Our evangelism to the world um, feels more authentic, I think. Mm. So uh, it helps put us in touch with our weakness mm-hmm. and with God's strength. Yep. Have you got any illustrations of uh, when that's happened? Well, I guess, 
you know, the whole, hopefully the whole life of prayer before God infuses everything about, you know, what, what our evangelism is about. But, but certainly in terms of those, those kind of help prayers, you know, I, I've said on the podcast before about, um, you know, packing a Luke's gospel in, in my bag and, and praying specifically, you know, God, can there be someone who crosses my path on this journey that I can give this Luke's gospel to? Hmm. And within half an hour, I meet a taxi driver called Luke, who um, who says, it's a funny thing, you know, you, you say you're a Christian. There were some people in my taxi about three months ago who said, oh, there's a book of the Bible called Luke. They were going to send me a Luke's gospel. And, uh, you know, at that moment, my, my hand was on my Luke's gospel, mm-hmm. you know, in my bag. And I sort of threw it on the, on the dashboard. You mean that Luke's gospel? I says, is that the Luke book? Yeah, that's the Luke book. Um, so, I mean, that was a very instantaneous answer to prayer. Um, and I, I think all of us can testify to the fact that when we, when we really ask the Father, please, will you give me evangelistic encounters? Mm. Like he answers those prayers, which can be quite scary. But he does. He does answer those prayers. And so, yeah, I just, I just encourage us all to continue our communion with God in prayer to pray and intercede for our friends entering into their lostness, mm. to pray specifically for opportunities to speak to someone about Jesus today, mm. to specifically pray that, and then in the midst of it to, to cry out, help. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, we'd better leave it there. We've got one more to go of this series, and we're going to be talking about the power of weakness mm. next time. Excellent. Interesting. <laughs> but before we go... You've uh, got a joke for us. No, I haven't. Really? Mm. I was just going to... You almost promised. Well, I promised on your behalf. It's probably not the same thing. Okay. Oh, I've got a great, I've got, I've got a great kind of um, knock-knock joke, okay. right? But you've got to start it off, okay? Okay. Knock-knock. Who's there? Andy! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I did there? No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, here's what you do. Andy, um... Uh, Pump your fist and and shake it around. Okay. Okay. Show, okay. And now keep keep doing it. Keep doing it. Okay. Okay. Keep going. Keep going. Knock knock. Who's there? Yeah. Yo. <laughs> there it is. Go on. Go on. There it is. There it is. <laughs> anyway. Oh dear. Uh, I, can't, I can't think of any jokes. Dear idea. Dear. Anyway, we better finish. So anyway, thanks for uh, putting up with us for the last uh, <laughs> twenty minutes. Thanks for listening to the Evangelist podcast. Special thanks to everyone who's left a rating on iTunes uh, and a review. If you haven't given us a review and we'd like to, uh, we've made it really easy. Just go to revivalmedia.org slash iTunes. Or if you use Stitcher Radio, go to revivalmedia.org slash Stitcher. We'd be really grateful if you could do that for us. It helps us to get seen by more people and uh, hopefully more regular listeners. So if you want to go to the web address for this episode just go to revivalmedia.org slash tep87 thanks very much for listening see you next time see ya